Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachelke. What's up, TP? How you doing, man? You know, I'm feeling on the spot right now. This <laughs> question always creeps up on me every week, how I'm doing. I never want to sound like an idiot, but I never know what to say. So, well, are you are you living good at least? I'm I'm good. Okay, I'm good. all right. Well, that's good. Yeah. All is, all is yeah. good in the in the world yeah. of Tyler Pacholki. Doing well. Daylight savings treating you well. Oh man, that was awesome. Like I I had that to get extra up, hour. I had to get up early that morning, so um, that extra hour of sleep I forgot about, and uh, oh, that I was rewarded with that morning, <laughs> and it was amazing. See, the fall time always rewards you. Why can't you get up like that every morning, you know? I wish. All right. Before we start, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show. Or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. Uh, we got a really great episode for you guys tonight. Uh, like always, Tyler and I are going to go over everything for Week 10 in the NFL, starting with our power rankings presented by the Cup Barbershop, as well as our picks of the week. Also, we have a lot of hoops to get to, so Tyler and I will name our starting five like we did last week. Uh, it's a new segment uh, we started doing last week, so uh, got some good topics that uh, we're going to dish out for you guys. An all-hoops segment. Yeah, all-hoops, baby, all-hoops. It's the fall time. Football's getting towards the end, yep. getting closer to the playoffs. It's time for basketball. Uh, but first, it was a great week in fantasy football for me. Uh, it's the first week I've won in all three of my leagues. I'm 4-5 and five in the TSK Show League. I'm 5-4 and four in all of my other leagues. Uh, Melvin Gordon returned from injury and bye, uh, and he was like his normal self for me. Julio Jones finally got a touchdown, and Amari Cooper had a great debut in Dallas, even though they lost. Uh, also, have to shout you out, TP, for uh, suggesting Nick Chubb at the flex. Yep. That got me uh, some solid uh, double-digit scoring. Yeah, and uh, Corey actually made a good point earlier today and with new coaching. With new coaching now, with Chubb and Duke, it's really up in the air because, you know, yeah, now we'll see who, who uh, this new coach favors. Well, I mean, hey. Chubb, Everyone gets a fresh start with the new coach, you know what I Yeah, mean? for sure. And, I mean, hey, Chubb got a touchdown in the first game. Yep. So. And, and and you're still in it. At four and five, you're still strongly in the playoffs in our league. I'm, right now, I'm in the last spot in the playoffs, facing off with Corey Golob if the playoffs were today. That's all right. Everybody's within a couple games. Yeah, uh, no, it's been real competitive. It's real close. Yep. Um, I mean, can we talk about Brett yeah, for a second? No, nah, he, dro- he dropped the ball, but I don't know. I don't think he would have won anyways. I don't think he would have won anyways no, either, but no, nope. I mean – Come but on, we, Brett. No, we need we need the active users. But no, no excuses a, for not setting your lineup. No, that's all right. But hey, sorry, it's, had to it's call for, him out. It's for money, so you went out on that one two times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, some big performers for me in my other leagues were uh, on one team. I had Big Ben Kamara, Michael Thomas, and Antonio Brown all on the same team. Yep. Uh, huge weeks. And then in my third league, Patrick Mahomes, Brandon Cooks, and then the Vikings defense had a huge performance. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh it was a it was a weird week in fantasy. Um I won my match. I went one and one. Um I won my matchup in the TSK show. Um which was actually an upset because I was projected quite a bit uh fewer points. Um but I had that rare combination of a good week from my kicker and defense. Oh, that's always um, that's I always got, a nice surprise. Yeah, I got 35 from my kicker and defense. Wow. So, I think that that's always the difference. Who's you know, your kicker? Uh Will Lutz. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. yep. he's who's your my, defense? He's, he's been my kicker almost the entire year. Who's too. your defense? Uh, I went. I I basically sign a new defense every week. Interesting. Um, Interesting strategy. But last week I went with Miami playing uh, against Jackson uh, against the Jets. Oh, that was smart. And they went bananas. So, yeah, Sam uh, Do- Sam they, Darnold looking like he hit a rookie wall. They had a uh, twenty four. So I think that's the. I, I also had James White who had a who had a big day. But uh, outside of that, everyone else was pretty pedestrian. Um, so my kicker yeah. and defense uh, really won it for me. Yeah, there you and, go. And uh, so I'm tied for first place, second place in the playoff brackets. Yep, looking good. Seven yeah. and two. 
Yeah, seven and two. I'm four and five in the TSK Show League. Uh, it's it's coming down to the last couple of weeks. Yep, it's, yep. it's going to be a real competitive finish. Everyone can make a push right now, though. You know what I mean? Everyone can make pushes. Definitely. All right, let's uh, let's get right on into it. Uh, let's jump to the power rankings presented by the Cup Barbershop. Tyler, take it away. All right, uh, we're going to start at the top. Um, this team's coming off a bye week. I got the Philadelphia Eagles sitting at four and four. Um, they're probably the least deserving of all the teams in my top ten, other than the fact that I just um, I still believe that they're a good football team. Um, I still believe Carson Wentz is getting back into form and. They just got uh, Golden Tate. Yeah, and coming off the bye. Coming that, off the bye. That extra playing. week with Golden Tate, that's definitely going to help. Yep, and then also coming off the bye, uh, playing a division opponent at home in Dallas who's struggling. On Sunday night football, too. Yep. It, at home. So I like I like them to win that game um, against Dallas. So I also go, have Philly winning that game. Go to five and four. And then I also, I also like uh, Washington to lose this week. So – um, Philly, I think, is going to move forward, push push into the first place spot of the NFC East, and I think that's where they're going to stay for the remainder of the year. We'll talk about we'll talk more about Washington. Yeah, yeah, in a little yeah, bit. yeah of course. Uh, but so for Philly, uh, they're in the number ten spot right now. I like them to like win some games moving forward. Um, their defense is still playing really well, and uh, yeah, they're they're fit. They're they're top five in points allowed a game and rushing yards allowed a game. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't argue with the fact that I mean they have the benefit of coming off the bye. They made a big trade to shake up their wide receiver core yep. uh, by adding Golden Tate uh, they, to they, a, to a wide receiver core that's honestly been banged up. Yeah, and they haven't played well this year yet. So uh, to be four and four coming into a um, a matchup that I like, I think that they're going to be they're going to find their spot again in the top ten as a as a permanent residency. Yeah, I mean, coming coming into a game at four and four on Sunday night primetime football against a divisional opponent like the Cowboys at home, that's the perfect place to turn your season around. Yeah, and so moving on up, I got uh, the Houston Texans at six and three. Um, they they got a bye week this week, but they're coming off a win against Denver. Um, uh, Five straight opponent. wins, six straight wins. Very six straight. Yeah, I, I keep I keep being one week off. Yeah, see, they were zero and three. So uh, you know they they. Started 0-3. They've won six in a row. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is dominating again this year. He's looking like a stud. So to bring in Demarius Thomas um, with the absence of Will Fuller is only going to help them. And, you know, they got a, they got a bye week. They're going to chill for a week and then come in and I think get a win. Yeah, Demarius Thomas getting another week under under his belt with this new offense. He yeah. had a he had a pretty decent performing against Denver three uh, three receptions, sixty plus yards. And JJ Watts having a t- you know a defensive player of the year candidate type of year for sure. And so um, yeah, everything's kind of working out for them now. They've got they've got some rhythm and some some momentum, but. I hope that they got enough momentum to get them to the end of the season because it's not over yet. Yeah, this this uh, was the this was the Texans team we thought we were going to see before they started zero and three. Yep. Yeah. No. Exactly. I had them as a top ten team in the preseason, so I'm glad to see them uh, stay in the top ten the last couple of weeks. Uh, moving on to number eight is uh, I got Carolina Panthers at six and two. Uh, really impressive start for them for the first half of the year, being six and two. They got a. a they got a win over Fitzmagic, which yep. I don't think was an easy win for them, but they fought. And they got I knew it. that was coming. They got the turnovers that they needed. Um, McCaffrey had a huge game. No sophomore slump with him, that's for sure. Yeah, no, McCaffrey's a stud. He's he's a one. Him, him, Olsen, uh, Cam are are a tough trio to stop. Yeah. in the middle of the field, basically you can throw anybody on the outside on that team, and they're going to be able to get some good looks. Um, but they're going to Pittsburgh this week in a matchup I don't really like. And I, I don't I got, like it. I don't like that matchup either. I got I got Pittsburgh winning this game. Um, I have Pittsburgh winning as well. And Carolina's just got to kind of stay to to what they're doing, running the football, um, playing good defense, because you know they've got a tough division. Atlanta's going to come. Atlanta's back at five hundred. Yep. Pushing forward, they're a good football team. They're they're definitely. I mean, not definitely, but they're probably not going to catch up to New Orleans. They're so. looking to turn the page, though. They, they, well, they just need to stay what they've been doing. You know what I mean? Exactly. They, they got to repeat their, they got to repeat their first half and their second half. Um, but that's going to be tough to do. They got a lot of pressure on them. Uh, but the, it, but the wild card spot is wide open. They're the, they're the especially number, in the NFC. They're the number one wild card spot right now, and they actually have a pretty good, uh, you know, they have a game, a game or two lead on everybody else. So. Um, they're going to be in the mix, but I like them to lose this week. Yeah, I, I have them losing to Pittsburgh as well. 
but no, I mean, I like everything Carolina's been doing this year. They, they've definitely been somewhat of a surprise, but uh, I definitely like what I've seen from them. Um, and then at number seven, I got Minnesota, 5-3-1. and one. Um, they got a they got a bye week coming up this week. Um, they're coming off a win against Detroit, a divisional opponent. Um, they've and they're kind of they're back in the mix now. Yeah, um, they're trying to create that separation. They've completely bounced back from their you know I think it was one two and one start. Um, they they are a solid team that everybody's afraid of right now. Uh, Kirk Cousins is third in the league in completion percentage. Adam Thielen's having a you know an All Pro type of year. I like them to uh, to to push forward to the playoffs, win that division, and try to just hold off Green Bay, uh, Green Bay of Chicago. Yeah, um, I I think they're chasing Chicago right now. Chicago's in first place at five and three, um, but uh, I mean I like Chicago to no, mess I'm, that up. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, at, I mean I chose. I think in an eight game span, you know, uh, it, with eight games left for Chicago and seven games left for Minnesota. I like Minnesota to win more of their games than Chicago does breaking the tie. Yeah, I think I think with the the threesome of Chicago, Minnesota, and Green Bay all trying to duke it out for for that division with them separating themselves from Detroit. Yeah, um, they all got to play I, each other again. Yeah, they they still have to play each other one more time. Anything could happen really in this division. Yeah, it's it's really up for grabs. Um, and then going on to number six, we got a team that we touched on against Carolina is Pittsburgh Steelers, five two and one. They're coming off a big win at Baltimore, which I picked them to win that game, but that was so not that was not an easy win by any means um, to go into Baltimore and win. They're playing uh, like we said, Carolina at home. Um, I'm picking them to win. So am I. Uh, they're just they're just stacked. I mean, they've got a new big three. I, I think the whole distraction with Le'Veon Bell. Um, it hasn't really affected them. It hasn't affected them exactly. That's you're exactly right. Uh, James Conner is producing. Um, he's almost he, producing at a better rate than Le'Veon was. He is. He is. But he's a product of he's a product of everything else. I think Le'Veon he's is a system running back. Not a system running back. I just think when James Conner is there instead of Le'Veon, you tend to you got to stop Ben. You got to stop Antonio Brown. You worry about more than just uh, Le'Veon. So you don't put as much pressure. Where yeah, when Le'Veon's on the field, it's a different beast. Yeah, um, you have to stop Le'Veon or he'll get crushed. Um, so yeah, I like I got Pittsburgh at number six. I like them to uh, to win the division. I like them. I like to see them in a second round, maybe an AFC Championship scenario. Yeah, I, I like Pittsburgh uh, uh, at the sixth spot. I think that that win in Baltimore uh, was definitely a win that they needed, uh, especially over a divisional opponent on the road and now coming home facing some, uh, a team that's been on a roll like Carolina. Yeah, this, this is going to be win. the true test. It'll be it'll be a good one for them, especially, you know, being an NFC opponent. It's It'll be um, – that'll be a solid win for them. And it might actually pick you – they might actually leap – leapfrog someone in the top five if they get that done yeah they could um coming in and so rolling into the number five um we got the los angeles chargers at six and two that's the first time i've ever heard you call them the los angeles chargers no i've been i've been calling them the los angeles you've, chargers you've been for, giving them their respect for, now that they're doing better for the most part i you know it was their rookie year last year so i had to give them some shit but <laughs> now i kind of feel bad honestly and i'm a fan of the chargers but uh they beat my seahawks in a in a crazy game yeah, oh it was my tough. God. Um, that was a wild game. I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. Um, one one play on the one yard line with no time left, and then you get a false start. Um, so rough. we got one play, zero seconds on the clock, six yard line. If we score a touchdown, you get a two point conversion. We're going to overtime. Now we dropped the we dropped the 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 ball to tie the game, um, but we needed a lot to happen anyways. We had to catch that ball, get yeah. that two point conversion, and then actually win in overtime. So uh, the Chargers won. Um, they're going to Oakland this week to get an easy win. Oakland. Um, <laughs> That's definitely an easy win. Oakland looked like, I mean, I watched Oakland's entire game against the Niners. and You actually they, sat and watched that they, whole game? Yep. And they look like the worst team in the league. Um, oh, they I mean, were that awful. Was, that was the worst game. One of the worst games I've seen so far. Um, them in Buffalo, I guess, would be tied for like the worst performances. Yeah. The worst product that I've seen on the field. And. You know, I really wanted to like Oakland coming into the season. I liked their Everybody roster. Everybody did. Um, but no Marshawns hurt. Amari's out of town. 
Derek's not playing up to Khalil Max out of know, town. Khalil Max out of town. Bruce Irvin's out of town. Yeah, they just got rid of him too. Yep. Um, and I like Bruce Irvin to go to an old Seahawks coach. I think it's you know Gus Bradley for the Chargers. Um, Atlanta. Dan, Dan Quinn for Atlanta. Actually, Atlanta is where I thought Bruce Irvin was going to go originally uh, when he left the Seahawks. So, Interesting. Um, I like him. Chargers, Atlanta, Seattle. Those are my three uh, destination choices for him. But uh, regardless of that, I like <laughs> the Chargers to go into Oakland and get that win. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers and the Raiders rivalry, it's it's well, well documented. Uh, it's going to be a huge game up in Oakland. It's going to be the last one uh, up in Oakland. Yeah. The, uh, the, this is the, the last game for the Chargers. Well, the last game for the Raiders and Chargers up in Oakland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Raiders still got home games left. Though. Yeah, they still yeah, have home yeah, games, but Chargers. I'm saying like Chargers, Raiders, that yep. rivalry, that whole thing. Yep, yep. Um, but I have the I have the Chargers going on to se- seven and two. I mean, yeah, which it's is crazy. It's they're, hard not to. They're knocking on the door with Kansas City. Kansas City's got all the pressure on them. Did just like s- just like New Orleans. I mean, it's it's kind of unfortunate that Kansas City and New Orleans um, are dominating the league this year. And they've got uh, they've got the Chargers and the Panthers with only two losses right behind their one loss. Well, I mean, it's fitting for the Chargers being the ugly stepchild. So no, it, it, I mean, but they're they're a good football team. You know what I mean? They they're definitely uh, no, they're a good like football team. They but feel I, like they belong. No, I'm no, I'm not saying they're not a good football team. But in terms of media coverage, that the Chargers yeah. always get treated well, as, that, as the ugly stepchild for the last two years. Yes. Yeah, yeah. but did you see that Derwin James got? A mural uh, in the same spot as the original LeBron mural in no, Venice. I know. Yeah, some some guy did a mural on that same yeah, wall of Derwin James. Yeah, I think he, he's uh, related to a couple of ex-pros. But anyways, uh, moving on to number four. What does that have to do with anything? Well, I think he's got a lot of like family uh, from like the L.A. out here. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's got connects out here. Oh, that's cool. When he was like at Florida State, his like hype video was like, "I'm this person's nephew and this person's cousin." And oh, jeez. Like, yeah, I forget. I forget who it is though. I'll get back to you on that one. I'll look it up. But that's pretty cool though. Yeah, that's why I think Derwin. You know, he's got a little hype behind him. Hey, he's gonna win defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, and he's so uh, that's more why I thought maybe he's getting a little more hype than the next guy. I got you. I he's got already you. got some clout. Okay. Uh, Kansas City at number four, eight and one, um, same division as as the Chargers, but they're coming off a win at Cleveland. It, um, yeah. <laughs> pretty Cleveland. easy pretty easy win for them um they're going they're playing arizona at home another easy what i think is going to be an easy win for Did them. you see the spread for it no you want to take a guess um 13 16 and a half 16 and a half interesting that's that's a lot <laughs> yeah no but i mean it, rightfully so they're they're crushing they got the best best offense in the nfl um in my opinion um, they're third in yards a game, third in passing yards a game, first in points per game. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I think, is the MVP right now. Kareem Hunt is 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 on a roll. Ty Freak's on a roll. Um, Travis, it doesn't matter. It Travis doesn't, Kelsey's top three. It doesn't tight matter end. what their defense does. I think their defense is always put in tough positions because you know they're a fast-paced offense. Yeah. At the end of the day, if they're winning games, it doesn't matter what their defense does. Yeah, and I think their defense is on the field a lot. So um, yeah, well, I got. I got uh, I got Kansas City staying in the top five this week. Makes sense. Um, getting getting the win against Arizona. Uh, now moving into the top three, this is where things changed a little bit. Yeah, I know. Um, basically, just a swap. But um, this is now. Remember, I kind of I'm trying to think who's the who's the contenders here, who's the championship, and basically out of these three, I kind of tried to put them head to head, and this is how the order came out. Um, third, I got dropping down two spots. They've been number one all year. Is the LA Rams number three? You might not be able to see this right now if you're listening, but I'm shaking my head vehemently. Uh, yep they uh, they lost to they lost to New Orleans last week, which was a tough opponent. That's their only loss. Yep. Um, they're eight and one. Um, they're they've got they're playing Seattle at home this week, which is uh, you know they're they're favored heavily, but that's not division games are always tough. They lost this one last year. Yes. Um, but they're still they're still a Super Bowl contender. Um, I think that just their their weakness is going to be a veteran quarterback exploiting the middle of the field, um, and that's what the teams that are above them have. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know if I don't know if I take the if the Rams play the the Patriots in the Super Bowl, I don't know how that works out for them. If the Rams play the Saints in the NFC uh, playoffs, I you know 
They just lost to the Saints. I, I still like the Saints. So um, Rams still a contender, but I got them at number three. Um, number two, I got New England. Um, basically because I think that they can win a one-game matchup against the Rams. That's the only reason why they're ahead of the Rams at 7-2. and two. Mm-hmm. Um, They're coming off a win against Green Bay, who, which was kind of the super matchup. The Batman versus Superman. That was um, the big. That was the biggest margin of victory, I think, between Brady and Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, out of all the times they've played. Pro, um, yeah, that makes sense. It's it seems like they would play a lot of close games, but that was a big win. Um, probably the second biggest win of the week last week. Uh, they're going to Tennessee this week in kind of a big brother little brother battle as far as coaching goes. Yep. Um, Tennessee is kind of the uh, Patriots of the South. You know, Vrabel's coaching there. Their GM is an ex-Patriot. Malcolm Butler's getting smoked in the, Malcolm Butler, in the secondary every week. Deion Lewis. Um, they've got they've got a lot of connections to New England. Um, they're hosting the Patriots, which is basically the only thing they got going for them. Yeah. Um, I think they lose badly to I think the they Patriots. Lose, I think they lose badly as well. Um, my only argument with New England being at two and the Rams at three is just based off the losses. Yeah. Uh, but that could be argued either way. I get, I understand where you're coming from, yeah. putting them at two. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but um, I think the biggest problem with the Rams is Marcus Peters, he gambles too much. He go, he tries to go for that big interception, and he got burned for 70 yards. Yeah, that's what, but that's what big-time corners do. You know, yeah, you no, want, it happens. If you want the – that's very um, Richard Sherman-esque. You know, if you want the big plays, you got to take the, the – for sure, but when it when it. it's burning when it's burning you in key moments in the game, yeah, no, it, you don't. Th- those are the things. High, ri- high risk, high reward. It it sucks. There's sometimes. big names on there's big names on the defense with the Rams, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the scheme and everything is perfect. For sure, um, it, for sure, they still got to play the game. And you know, like I said, you're not going to outscore them. That's not the way. That you're not or not 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 outscoring them. You're not going to stop them on on yeah. offense. Like they are going to score. Right. Um, so I think the only way you beat the Rams is you hold on to the football as long as you possibly can. You have to have a tire out their defense. You got to have an insanely smart quarterback. Well, just keep their offense off the field. Yeah, you got to have a really smart quarterback and just you got to got to work the work the middle because you're not going to be able to run up the middle. Uh, you're probably not yeah. going to be able to run up, run up outside. Um, their weakness is their linebackers and their safeties. Um, that's where you got to that's where you got to attack. Yeah. And we did we go over who we were picking in the Seahawks Rams game? Obviously, we're going with our teams. But. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I got to go with Seattle okay. on this one. I, I still, it's been a tough year again for Seattle this year. Last year was different. Last year was hard to watch and ugly. This year's been hard to watch because we're so close. Last yeah. year ugly. This year close. Um, yeah, I mean, God damn, oh. it's just I hate. I, you know, I hate thinking back to all these close losses we've had, close wins we've had. Um, we're battling in football games, and I think we're, you know, the defensive ratings are all there. Um, I think we're just really, really close. We just need a, we need a, uh, a playmaker, man, on on <laughs> offense. We need the Marshawn. We Doug Baldwin has been the guy that could get open in the last couple of years, but he's hurt this year. He's gonna yeah. be hurt all year. He's not gonna be that guy. We just need a guy that can get open or get a big play when we need it um and we don't have that right now but um, i like seattle to get the upset coming down here and it's always been a tough uh tough divisional matchups with seattle yeah it's always it's always fun those matchups are always fun obviously we're going same bet as uh last game yeah and uh, yeah for sure and i remember uh you know even when seattle was really good like four or five years ago they lost to the Rams, you yeah. know, when they had no business losing to the Rams. So no, that was during the Super why, Bowl that's run. That's why I still, you know, when it comes to Seahawks Rams, I'm basically always going to pick the Hawks because <laughs> I think they always have a fighting chance. No, I mean each each team always always has a good yeah. chance to win that ball game. Yeah, but uh, it's a game I'll never bet on. I would never bet on Seahawks Rams. Like I would bet on Seahawks Cardinals, Seahawks Niners, uh, but never the, never the Rams. I never know what's going to happen. Yeah. All right, and then last but not least, obviously you got uh, uh, the New Orleans Saints. Number one. Number one. Um, I'm stoked about this. First time in TSK show history, they've yep. been number one. Yep. Um, Shout out my boy Santana. He uh, appreciated I, uh, last. I brought week. it up. I think every episode, but I picked them to win the most games this year. We know. We know. Um, and now they they are just on the same pace as the Rams. Yep. So um, you know, I like them to go to Cincinnati and get the win. Uh, I do they as just well. got the biggest win of the year so for them so far against the Rams. 
Um, yeah, hey, I, they, they've yeah. won seven in a row. It's it's yeah. hard not to not to argue yep. beating the last undefeated team yeah, for them to slide God, into the number one spot. Yeah, goddamn, they were uh, they were close to beating Fitz Magic week one, but yeah, they, they were. You know, they ran into the monster. So <laughs> uh, yeah, Saints number one. I like them to. Uh, I like them to stay. I got New Orleans and the Rams just as a lock for a home field advantage in the playoffs. They they got the yeah. bye week. Yeah. Um, they're going to be the one two seed, no doubt. Yeah, that that makes all all the sense in the world to me. Yeah, uh, I got to get your thoughts on Michael Thomas's homage. Yeah, to, to uh, Joe Horn. To Joe yeah, Horn. that's great. I love it. Yeah, I mean, because I was around to watch the first time. I so remember watching the first time cool. as well. It's cool seeing homages um, come around to play. So yeah, he had. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was dope. He had a cell phone in both end zones too, which, uh, was, which was cool. Brady's first in the NFL in quarterback rating, first in completion Fuck percentage. Brady. No, sorry, Brady. My bad. Breeze. Oh, I like Drew, I like Drew, Drew Breeze. Drew Breeze is first in the NFL in quarterback rating, first in the NFL in completion percentage. Hey, and man, he's but, having but a hell of a year. But he's like 12th in yards. He's like <laughs> ninth in touchdowns. But that's that's. But they're winning great. ball games. It's crazy efficient um, um, football. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so to give you the uh, the rankings by the Cut Barbershop one more time, uh, starting at number one, we got the Saints. Uh, then the Patriots, the Rams, the Chiefs, the Chargers. Uh, then we go Pittsburgh Steelers, Vikings, Panthers, Texans, and the Eagles. All right. And then before we get to the rest of the games, how did you do in your picks last week? Last week I went nine and four. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I was uh, my heart was my heart lost me two of them. I, with, I went with the Seahawks and the Bucks. I went with Fitzmagic. Um, so Fitzmagic and the Hawks, I don't feel as bad. The two that I'm pissed that I picked is I picked the Raiders to beat the Niners. And Ooh. like I said, they look like the worst football team. And then I picked the Cowboys to get a win on Monday Night Football. I picked and, the Cowboys as well. And so the the Raiders and the Cowboys, I'm pissed that I picked them to win. <laughs> I, I don't feel good about those. But the Hawks and the and the and Fitzmagic, I, I'll take those L's. Here's something my grandpa told me when I was very young, when I was first starting to get into sports. There are two teams in football you don't root for. The Raiders and the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's where yeah. you went wrong, bud. No, I. You're absolutely. Your grandpa is right. Those <laughs> are those are two of the big dogs in the in the big in the history of football for sure. Um. So, yeah. So that's bringing my total to uh, eighty-two and fifty-two for the year. Okay. So last week I went ten and three, two yeah. weeks in a row. You're doing well this year. I'm doing very well this year. Yeah. Um. I'm now currently eighty-six and forty-eight. The only three games that I got wrong last week were, like we said, the Dallas Cowboys, and then my hometown let me down, the Chargers and the Rams. Yeah. Well, wait, you oh, because you picked the Hawks to win. I picked the, I, I picked okay. the Hawks to right, beat the Chargers. Right. I was like, wait, okay, I got you. Yeah, so yeah. by L.A., by yeah. the Chargers they winning, let you, they let they, me down. Okay, that, that's, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So, all right, let's get into the rest of these games. The first game we got on the schedule is – Atlanta, we talked about them a little bit when we were talking about the NFC South. Mm -hmm. uh, they're coming in at an even 500, coming off a nice win. Uh, they're traveling to Cleveland, coming in at 2-6-1, and one, second game under Greg Williams. Uh, still, I'm not putting any faith in Cleveland. Uh, I got to go with the Falcons going to 5-4, and four, yeah. keeping on rolling, trying to, trying to turn this season around after a, a slow start. Yeah, uh, for the Hawks' sake, for the Seahawks' sake, I love that the NFC uh, wild card spot is completely up for grabs. Yeah, there's probably um, like four or five, maybe even six teams no, that I have think a chance. More, I think there's more than that. I think basically, uh, I, th I think almost every team, if you don't have like two, two, one or two wins, I think every team is still in it. Yeah, so, I mean, hey, there's, uh, outside, there's, of, outside of, I think there's only you know four or five teams that are out of it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's there's still a lot of time left. There's there's a lot of ground yep. still to be made. Yep, and uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think Atlanta wins, and I think they push to five and four, and they're going to be trouble here on out for anybody that's got to play them. Yeah, um, Cal Calvin Ridley has looked very impressive as a rookie, uh, stepping up uh, when Julio hasn't been getting the touchdowns, uh, but he finally got a touchdown this week, so that was cool. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, Atlanta Atlanta's just going to dominate this game. Let's be real here. Yeah, I I mean it, it's it is in Cleveland. They do have a new coach, so you could see a spark of energy there. But uh, I agree with you. I think Atlanta's going to get a, a a ten point win. Yeah. All right. The next matchup we got is a battle of teams that are three and five respectively. Uh, it's an AFC South matchup. Uh, so we love these mm -hmm. divisional matchups. We got 
the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Indy to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I got the Colts winning this game. I think the Jaguars are just in a state of dysfunction. Yeah. All the craziness that happened in London, they have to deal with uh, the players getting arrested. Yeah. Uh, they traded away Dante Fowler, uh, probably one of their best defensive players. Uh, so it's just it's not looking good for Jacksonville when this season was supposed to be yeah. a really good year. Yeah, here the issue with this game is Jacksonville is a better football team than Indianapolis, but Jacksonville's playing bad. Indianapolis is playing good. Um, so it's it was tough for me to pick, but I'm gonna go. I got I got Jacksonville um, winning this game because I I think that they need minimal offense to beat the the Colts, and I think their defense is gonna you know the Colts are a one man show. So I think Jacksonville disrupts Andrew Luck, and they get the win. All right. Well, you need to make up some ground. Yeah, so it's it's perfect. It it's perfect that we're we're going opposite sides on this one. Yep. Uh, the next matchup we got is an NFC North matchup. Talking about. All these divisional matchups as we get later into yeah. the season, yeah. uh, they start to mean more and more. Yep. Uh, so this is a big game for Chicago at home yeah. against Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions. These are the games they these are the games they have to win. If they exactly, want to be a, exactly. Be a playoff team, and I like them to win this game. I think Detroit's kind of mailed it in this year. I don't yeah, see I think it. so as well. Matt Patricia, um, I hope he gets a year or two to to work through all this, but they don't look to be playing inspired at all. They got rid of Golden Tate. Um, so I like Chicago to win at home. Yeah, I got I got Chicago winning this game. Um, I think Trubisky, he he's definitely shown improvement from last year. Yeah. Um, and the defense has has carried them this entire year. Mm -hmm. Yep, and they have a great they have a great duo of running backs. Um, yeah, so, Tariq Cohen and Jordan Howard have looked real nice together. Yeah, so they got they got something to hang their hat on. All right, the next matchup we got going down the line. Oh, no. I said we were going to talk about them. Uh, a little bit later so this is a little bit later we got the washington redskins coming in at five and three they're yep. going down to florida to take on the tampa bay buccaneers yep who are coming in at uh three and five yep uh who do you who do you think who do you got in this game i got tampa bay winning i got fitz magic winning this game so do i um i think this is where i've bet against dc all year though so that's <laughs> no big surprise but dc traveling down playing the the humidity down in tampa bay uh, playing against its magic, uh, I, I like I like Tampa Bay to to have a big offensive game and win. Well, and the big the biggest reason I think Tampa Bay is going to win actually is Washington lost I think three or four offensive linemen. Yeah, uh, yeah. to injury, so that's yeah. that's going to yeah, be huge. They're, they're playing with uh, definitely they're playing with some reserve guys. They called up someone for the practice squad. Uh, that's going to be big time. Yeah, I they mean, they need an offensive line for a AP. Exactly. A Adrian Peterson has had an incredible year. Great year. Um, he's been able to find those gaps that this offensive line has been making for him, and with players that aren't as experienced as as the guys he's been working with all year, uh, it's not it's not looking good for Washington's run game this week. Nope. All right. The next game we got is a battle in New York. Uh, even though there's three. another divisional matchup. Yeah, another divisional matchup. We got the Buffalo Bills coming in at two and seven, going to uh, well, I guess New Jersey to play the the New York Jets. Yeah, um, but the Jets at home three and six. The Bills two and seven. Um, not really looking forward to this game. But oh, I am. I'm really looking forward to this one. Why? I'm going to tell you why. First of all, I got the Jets winning at home. I have okay. the Jets winning as well. Um, Buffalo, it, Buffalo and Oakland are my bottom Buffalo's two. Buffalo's a mess. Right? Buffalo and Oakland are my bottom two, and that and that's that's saying something. Uh, but uh, why I'm interested in to watch this game is because Buffalo is down to the nitty gritty quarterback wise. Um, Nathan Peterman is not has proven that he cannot play NFL uh, football. He's not an NFL quarterback. No. Um, out of desperation, they go to uh, a Derek Anderson that hasn't played in a couple years. Um, and now he can't play. So now they literally only have Nathan Peterman on their roster. Uh, but there are two guys on, on the Bills roster that played college quarterback that are playing other positions. So I, I'm, just, I'm just interested to see what could happen with the Nathan Peterman being your only quarterback. And you have Terrell Pryor. Oh, Who's going to be suiting up at wide receiver? Um, that's they signed be, him. Yep, they signed him. So he he's there. He's in Buffalo. Um, and then their tight end is a guy named Logan Thomas. Okay. Now m many people not, might not know Logan Thomas, but I don't. He, he played quarterback at Virginia Tech, and he's basically a a, a broke Cam Newton. <laughs> I mean, the guy's like 
In pads, he looks like Cam Newton. I mean, he's massive. He's an athlete. He's like 6'5". Um, oh, yeah. yeah, he's a tight yeah. end. Yeah, he's huge. He's he's a huge – yeah, exactly. He's a tight end. Um, but, yeah, he played quarterback for Virginia Tech. So When was he at Virginia Tech? Um, during the uh, – I mean, it was probably like three, four years ago. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think he was a full-time starter. Uh, and I don't know if he ever played a full season at Virginia Tech. But that's, oh, wow. where, that's where he was at. Okay. He's kind of like – he was a wild card. When, when Arizona drafted him – um, they basically tried him out at quarterback, and then he didn't. He couldn't do it, and he immediately changed position. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to see if Buffalo is going to sneak one of those guys under center. Hey, at this point, they might as well tr- might as well try anything. Yep, I, I'm. I'm. So I'm. That's why I'm intrigued by this game. All right, two more games. Uh, second to last game we got is the Miami Dolphins coming in at five and four. They're going from lovely South Beach to freezing cold Lambeau yes, to, sir. to take on the Packers, coming in at 3-4-1. and one. I got the Packers winning this game. Yeah. I, I this mean, is going to be a good – this will be a good fuck you game for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's going to let out all of his aggression. Yeah, but I think he's going to have a big game. Green Bay is going to win. It's starting to get cold over there. It's starting to get in their but favor. That's going to play it. That's going to play a factor. And, yeah, Green Bay gets the win. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so um, I might as well just shout it out now, but a good friend of mine will be at this game. Oh, yeah. In Green Bay. He's a Miami Dolphins fan. I, I've I've spoke of this of this rare thing called the Dolphins fan before on the <laughs> show, and, and, and he's the guy. And and so he's going to be there this week, and he says that he'll be on the show within a week or two to, yeah. to recap how it, what's Lambo like the legendary Lambo field yeah I would love to hear I've never met someone that's been to Lambo actually I don't Me think either. well I've met people that have been to Lambo but you hey. know, it'll be nice to talk about it yeah definitely um now the last game we're going to talk about I don't even really want to talk about because it's another stinker of a Monday night game yeah two weeks in a row bad, yeah uh, bad matchups yeah so we got the New York Giants traveling to NorCal to take on the San Francisco 49ers the Giants coming in at one and seven. The Niners coming in at two and seven. I like Nick Mullins and the San Francisco 49ers to get this win on Monday Night Football. I'm glad you said that because I got Eli Manning coming in and stealing one. That'd be cool. I, and hey, I, I would love that myself. But I got Nick Mullins, the uh, the southern the Southern Mississippi or is it Southern Missouri? I have no idea where he went. Oh God damn it! Where would Brett Favre go? It's it it's it. It's like southern Southern Missouri or Southern <laughs> Mississippi um, college. He's rocking. He's rocking the same numbers, Favre, um, and he was out there slinging the ball against Oakland. Oakland he made him look he like was. a stud. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see. He he was so watching his face that whole game. He was like damn near in shock. Like he couldn't show any emotion, good or bad. He was just like wide eyed. But he went out there and crushed it. Damn. So I like him to get. I like him to get a Thursday night, Monday night combo win. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Uh, He's got got ten days to prepare. So hey, that's that's a it's lot. It's almost of time. like a mini bye week, you know, going Thursday night to Monday night. Yeah, kind of. Um, but listen, you might call me crazy, but the reason I got New York winning isn't just isn't because of Eli Manning. Actually, um, Odell was in L.A. for the entire bye week. He went to see the Lakers play. He was at the Toronto game where they got their ass kicked. Was at Diddy's birthday party that night with LeBron after the game. He's got some L.A. juices in him. He probably stayed in L.A. and is just meeting the Giants up in San Francisco uh, this week whenever they get there. So yeah. Odell, Odell had some uh, home cooking here in L.A. He's, re- he's, he's ready to go. He's ready to go. All right. Well, there, there, there's a chance for me to make up the game. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But uh, all right, enough, enough with this gridiron talk. Let's get to the round ball. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into our hoop starting five. Uh, the first story uh, that we want to talk about, uh, some pretty interesting news. I wasn't really expecting this to ever happen, but LaMelo Ball is going to be returning to high school basketball to play with spot with, or he's going to play for the Spire Institute, which is in Geneva, Ohio. Uh, he's going to be, he's still on track to be eligible for the 2020 draft. Yep. Uh, this move is probably solely based on getting him in front of scouts, watching him playing kids his own age, uh, because obviously when he was in Lithuania and playing in the JBA, he was playing against older competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is probably the track of him playing this one year, 
going and trying to do that G League, hopefully getting that contract for $125,000, playing that for the year, going into the 2020 draft, and hopefully getting drafted in two years. Yeah, I think this is yet again another genius move by LeVar Ball. I think uh, in accepting a loss it is a win for LeVar. You know what I mean? He wasn't so headstrong to force Melo's um, path to the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think – I think him going back to high school, a lot of people are like, all right, well, your shit didn't work. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think – but, see, I don't think it didn't – not work no I, no i know and that's why i think it's a win for lavar because i think he said you know he's saying listen i may have wanted you to do this but maybe the smart thing is for you to go back to school i, I don't think that originally he was supposed to go back to school um i think this is uh they, he's going back to school because lavar realizes that that's the best way for him to get to the league interesting see so I, I i think it's a win i think it's a win for lavar because i think he um he, you know, he he took Lamelo away from his product. He was the prime player of that league, and he was, yeah. you know, he was scheduled to play in it next year, and now he's not. So, yeah, and well, and Jello also isn't going to be in the JBA. He's going to try and get that G League contract. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. But what what's interesting is, I mean, I've never even heard of this uh, academy or uh, prep school that he's going to be going to. But uh, the head coach, Jermaine Jackson, uh, he trained Brandon Ingram the past few summers, and obviously B.I., Lonzo, are teammates. Uh, so that's obviously where this connection was made. Um, and then I didn't really uh, understand this when I saw it, but I guess LaMelo never was paid for any of his play in Lithuania and never – received any sort of payment in the JBA. So Yeah, yeah, I think he just tried to keep his amateur status. Yeah, I think I think he LeVar that, probably told him. That's what a lot of uh that's what a lot of kids like foreign ki- like so um for for instance Sabonis uh for the Pacers. Yeah. Um he played pro ball for 3 years um and he he didn't get paid. Right. And then that he was able to go to Gonzaga. Right, he played pro ball when he to, was to high keep, school, but, but, high school age. Yeah, he played pro ball from like 15, you know, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. Then he went to Gonzaga, but he wasn't paid. So I think not being paid, you get sort of a loophole to get back in keeping your amateur status. But yeah, I think this is a win for the uh, for the Ball family, for Melo, for Lavar. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see because how, he's a stud. So I think he needs to show it against American. Yeah, kids he's like six seven now. For uh, for you know NBA scouts to see. Yeah, this is this is all just to get him in front of scouts uh, that could potentially get him to the NBA. Because he has to look like he's got to go out and dominate this year and look like a one and done. Yeah, I mean this, which I think he can do. Yeah, I think he could too. I mean. This is all to see how the development was of playing against this older competition in Europe and in, well, in the JBA. And, and I'm hoping also, you know, LeVar is also, um, I give him credit, you know, thinking that Melo's got to play in a different system. He can't play in this pressure, uh, run and jump, um, leaking out, not playing defense type of uh, system. So yeah, he's I assume this school is not going to do that. Uh, no, I, I assume, I this assume is... a, prep, a high-end prep school is going to play more, you know, real like fundamental um traditional basketball schemes yeah Um, i think i think or at least i I would assume that this so hopefully he plays some half court defense yeah this will be a much more structured game for him um hopefully a couple a couple of the kids on the team one one's a michigan state commit and then there's a five-star junior on the team yeah um and then also there's a seven seven like european kid on the team he's like the tallest like high school basketball player ever the uh robert bob or yeah robert some, bobby or whatever yeah something he's like, like that. bob bobby it's yeah like, that kid he he goes to that school yeah he's like seven seven can shoot the three the he whole was the one where like he was playing on like uh like did you see the tape of him playing like in his other country yeah like on a shorter rim and he just didn't have to jump well, i don't think he has to jump on a 10 foot rim yeah no it's, if bobon at seven three doesn't have to jump he for sure doesn't have to jump i wonder if it's the same kid that i'm thinking of Prob- th- probably is i think it is but yeah i mean Lamelo ball returning to american high school basketball it's yeah. it's gonna be he's gonna get to play oak hill uh with uh cole anthony so that's gonna be a a, a fun matchup to oh. watch cole anthony's gonna eat him up i think <laughs> unfortunately yeah we'll see all right number two in the starting five uh last night in the celtics nuggets game jamal murray had 48 points 
it was his career high uh, in a victory over the Celtics. It was an eight-point victory. Uh, and as the clock expired, he chucked up a three to try and get above 50 points, and the Celtics weren't having it at all. Kyrie and a few Celtics players uh, had some words for Murray, uh, and then Kyrie took the game ball, which I presume uh, Jamal wanted to keep because uh, it was his career high. Uh, and he chucked the ball like 20 rows deep into the stands. And uh, I have some quotes uh, from Kyrie after the game as to why he uh, decided to chuck the ball 20 rows deep. Uh, quote, I mean, what kind of competitor wouldn't be bothered? Irving said, I understand if we fouled him going to the free throw line. Uh, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. Uh, another quote, obviously, I was pissed at the game, but it's time to decompress and move on. Congratulations to him having 48 points. Uh, he did it in a great fashion against us. Our defense has to be better, especially against a player uh, like that in the pick and roll. He was the primary concern tonight, and he made us pay in certain instances uh, of making some tough shots and tough layups. Uh, and then the last quote, but the ball deserves to go in the crowd after a bullshit move like that, uh, so I threw it in the crowd. What do you uh, think of this? Uh, I think, you know, I, I, I like, I like stuff like this just cause I like the petty, you know, the pettiness, the compet the competitiveness. Um, Kyrie's a competitor. Kyrie plays for the Celtics. Kyrie's got a ring. Yeah. Um, so like for a nugget, a young player that hasn't really, you know, proven he's proven, it. he's proven himself. He's a good basketball player. Uh, but he hasn't like proven himself. No, on he's the, a legitimate on, NBA on, player, but he hasn't a, proven himself on a big stage. On a Kyrie level. And, you know. Kyrie is already getting worked. He's already getting lost. And then for you, to, you're just kind of throwing in, you know, like an extra punch, you know, yeah. when you shouldn't. Or it's it's like one last pie in the face. Well, and um, going for going for more points. It's kind of it's an unwritten rule, and it's and it's a rule that not everybody's going to enforce. You know what I mean? Like if 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 the Charlotte Hornets were out there, or the Brooklyn Nets were out there, and they lost. And Jamal no. had 48, and Jamal threw that up. Is there someone on those teams? I think so. I think this. I think this is a case where 100 of the time people are just gonna. I think at any level of basketball, you know that that's not the right play. No, it's not. But it's also um, there's no there's nothing, you know, there's no line in the sand with that stuff. See, but I think that for I think most people, other, that, I think that different, is the line. I think different players are going to react differently to that. And uh, I think it was a petty move, but, you know, at the end of the day, you do got to stop the guy, too. Yeah, no, and that, that's exactly what Kyrie says. He's, he said at the end of the day, we, ha we had to shut him down, and we did But didn't. him taking the shot, that, that's, that's the thing. That's, like, my point is, like, uh, if Jamal Murray's going to be petty and take the shot, which is cool, whatever, you want to do that, do that. Don't be surprised that Kyrie Irving's reaction, and that justifies Kyrie Irving's reaction. Exactly, and Jamal like, Murray. I don't judge Jamal Murray was surprised I don't, at, at the reaction. I don't say Jamal Murray's a punk, and I don't say Kyrie's a punk. They both acted accordingly. Like Jamal's a young, immature kid that's like crushing it in the NBA, who also has done other petty things like dribble around Lonzo Ball. Yeah, which is which is fine. Like you want to do that, do that, but you got to suffer the consequences, and yeah. that's Kyrie Irving. You know, chucking the ball. Or, you know, Lonzo's going to come at you next time they play. And as he far did, as, and he uh, took his cookies. Yeah, exactly. As far as, like, competitiveness, you know. That's, For sure. That's why I like it. I like pettiness because I think pettiness is kind of spawned from competitiveness. Yeah, I just, I just think that with an eight-point lead, time expiring, and the only reason you're chucking up the shot is because you're at your career high and you're trying to get over 50, I think at any level of basketball – there's going to be someone on on the opposing team that's going to have a problem with that because they know that unwritten rule and that that's not supposed to happen. Um, but it was also announced that Kyrie was fined twenty five thousand dollars for throwing that ball into the stands. He was like, "Listen, I deserve it, but I, I'm, I'm basically sorry, not sorry." Yeah, he and that's a. I think he he uh, answered it well. Yeah. So moving on to the third of our starting five. Uh, Nike is now in their second season designing uh, the jerseys for all 30 NBA teams. Last year, they came up with the idea of uh, the City Edition jersey, uh, which was, I thought, a really cool concept. Uh, I'm sure you Oh, Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Uh, so far, 13 of the NBA teams this year have had their City jersey concept revealed. And there are a few that are pretty fire and definitely a few that we could all do without. So Tyler and I basically come up with a hot or not list i kind of grew yeah i grew, grouped them together yeah the ones i think are dope yeah um, 
there's a couple that I think are really dope. There's a there's a couple in the middle for me, and then there's a there's a good chunk of them are in the bottom to me. Yeah. So uh, some are, what are some of the ones that you thought were pretty hot? The I think that there's two to me were the dopest. Um, I love the Hornets and I love the Magic. Okay, so those are two that are in my knot. Yeah. So um, I love I love the Hornets, the Jordan logo, the the teal. It's just like so. It's like a '90s mix with today. Um, Buzz City. Er, I just I, I love the whole all all the Hornets gear. I I misspoke. First off, uh, I only have the Magic in my knot. I don't have the Hornets in either my hot or my knot. I was kind of indifferent about them. They were yeah. fine. Uh, um, I love the Magic because of the Galaxy print. See, um, I I'm, love that starry print, and then the Disney logo on the jersey just looks dope. Yeah, the, but the problem is they got rid of the like sky background this year. It's just an all it, black jersey. It's on the side. Yeah, but I liked it on like the full. Yeah, jersey. yeah, yeah. Those were sick too. But I mean, I I like I like that it's down the side now. I mean, it's still there. See, the, I gal- the galaxy print. I didn't know it was on down the side. Now that's pretty cool. Um, but a couple of the other ones that I thought were pretty hot, obviously. The Miami Heat just need to switch to the Miami Vice jersey permanently. Yeah, see, ju- I think the Miami Heat jersey is dope, but I think it's like a little like it's I, like the hype. It's like the one that every kid like. Has I think and that wants. Is, I think that is the dopest city jersey that Nike came up with. They also the Miami Heat are gonna do a court whenever they wear that yeah. jersey yeah. that they just revealed uh, a little bit ago. Yep. Um, I I think that's my number one. Uh, my number two would be the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, when your colors are black and white, it's pretty uh, pretty hard to be creative on how to make a new jersey yeah. design. Uh, but they decided to go with the outline, and they went to honor Biggie, yeah. and they did the Kuji, uh, which I on thought the was colors, on yeah. the co- uh, on the outline of the jersey, which I thought was perfect. Yeah, see, and I like that one too. The Heat and the the Nets were both in the middle of the pack, though, to me, because. The Heat one, I don't know. I, I I like it. It's dope. It's a cool colorway. It's an awesome jersey. But I think it's more of like it's like what everyone is. I just see it's in all the ads. It's yeah. in every store. It's just the one I see the most. And then the Nets one is dope because of the Kuji, but it's a super plain jersey still. Yeah, it's, it's super it's plain. It's cool because it's because they did that, you know, with Kuji, but I would never buy that jersey. No, I wouldn't buy it either. The jerseys that I think that were in the middle with the Nets and the Heat were um, like the Minnesota one. I think um, that one's pretty hot. The, the Minnesota purple rain. one is like, here's the thing, is I love the font. <laughs> I love the look of the jersey, but the colors look like a WNBA jersey. And they're not really purple. It's just it's just purple and pink. It's just not my color scheme. <laughs> I I didn't I, if that shit would if they made that jersey with like their blue and green, it would be hot. But I wasn't feeling the colors. But it was a sick jersey. DC's I thought was cool that they put the district. But other than that, the jersey's kind of lame. Yeah, it's just like, all black. They went away from the I, red, white, and blue. I like that it says the district though across. The, well, yeah, it uh, says the district and then yeah. in smaller font uh, of Columbia under it, which is pretty cool. So those were those were in the middle of the pack. But the ones that were just not hot at all to me was Milwaukee. Milwaukee looked like a bad mixture of ketchup and mustard. I, and I have I have my note as Milwaukee looks like it's a two K like animated like created <laughs> jersey. Um, Philadelphia. It, I thought there's that one's trash. I thought the Philadelphia one is cool in concept, not in look. Yeah, exactly. Cool concept. They tried to do kind of the sweatsuit to to honor Rocky Balboa. So they have like this gray sweat like look to them, but it just doesn't look cool. It's a a, cool concept. A gray jersey just does not look good. It's a great concept, not a good look. Um, The Detroit one with Motor City, I'm over that. It's been done a bunch of times. Like I've seen that jersey a ton of times. And it's just like all black. They could have like made the two lines down the middle like red or blue. I think they should have went with the Grant Hill teal. Like yeah, they need to go back to those. That would be way better. Motor City, we've seen the Motor City jersey. You know what I mean? Like Motor City, Rip City, that shit's cool. But we've seen that already. And then and then Chicago and Denver's were just like. Denver, they just did a shittier version of their, like... Alex uh, English jerseys. Alex English jerseys. And then Chicago's was the worst one. It was just boring as fuck. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the Suns. The Suns jersey was just... It's purple with, like, an orange outline on the jersey. And then it just says Los Suns. Yeah, there's... there's You know, they tried to just keep paying homage to the to the Latino community yeah. in Arizona. Uh, one that I really did like that a lot of people don't like is actually the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that's to honor, like, the Native American heritage in Oklahoma. Yeah, yep. I um, had them in the middle. I love their – I love the font. 
of the OKC. Yeah. Uh, but the, I didn't the tribal font. I, yeah, but I didn't necessarily love the coloring. I would have done it a different way. I think when I so when I first saw the picture of Paul George, Stephen Adams, and Russell Westbrook in the new uh, in the new uniforms, I was like, I was I looked at the blue of the jersey. I looked at the tribal art uh, in the background of the jersey and in the OKC lettering, and I was I looked at Stephen Adams' tribal tattoos. I was like, this jersey was made for Stephen Adams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it was a sick. It's a sick look for sure. So yeah, uh, those those yep. are a couple of the jerseys yep. that we thought were pretty hot. Some that we didn't really like. Yep. yep. Um, so we'll be excited to see what the rest of the league is going to be wearing this yeah. season. Yeah, um, and it'll be it'll, my opinion will change when I, once I see them on as well. Yeah, and I, the Laker one hasn't been confirmed. I've seen a couple pictures of what it might look like, and I don't know how Nike just always seems to fuck up the Lakers jerseys. Because it's just like they should just. I think the Lakers are like the Celtics. They should never change. It should just be the same thing every year. I agree, 100%. Just because that's the franchise they are, so you might as well just do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't see Alabama going out there and doing all this fucking trendy bullshit. Yeah, like the Ducks, you, you don't know? see Alabama doing what Oregon does. You know, you don't see the Yankees or the, or the Celtics changing their uniforms. Yeah. All right. So, number four, um, I got four teams. Um, Whose who's one-loss start is the biggest deal? So, we got the Bucks at 8-1. and one. We got mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets at 9-1. and one. Uh, And then the Toronto Raptors and the, and the Golden State Warriors are at 10-1. and one. What's, the, what's the biggest deal? Well, I think first, when, you, when we look at this, we have to look at who they lost to. So, Golden State's only loss was a two-point game to Denver. Toronto only lost to Milwaukee, but that was without Kawhi and without Giannis. Yep, yep that weird game, that weird preseason game. <laughs> and then the Nuggets' only loss was actually to the Lakers, and then the Bucks' only loss was to the Celtics. Yep, pretty good losses all around. Yeah, I think honestly, the Toronto and Rap, the Toronto and Raptors, the Toronto Raptors and the Denver Nuggets, I think have had like their one loss start means the most to those teams. Mm-hmm. Because we're in agreement that ten and one Warriors doesn't mean it's not a big deal at all. No, I'm right? not even. That, that's four. We can like, get right? that. We can get yeah. them out of the conversation already. Yeah. It's a bigger deal for the Bucks, Warrior, the Bucks, Raptors, and Nuggets to start out. I, th- I would take the Raptors as three and at, at third in this list. I would take the Raptors almost at at one because I, they've been able to con- continue their success yeah. when Kawhi has been sitting out, and they've got ten of them. Whereas Bucks got eight and Nuggets got nine. But for sure, ultimately, I think the biggest it's is the Nuggets. Yeah, because you've been hating on them. And being in the West, I think getting off to a good start is so, so important. That, yeah, it's like, what they you know, needed. If they were a playoff team, you can't start out 5-5 five and five and try and work your way through the, through this mess. No. Um, getting off to a 9-1 and one start, I think that's a huge deal um, for the Nuggets. And, and, it's a huge, and, and it's a huge boost of confidence for these young players like yeah. Jokic, Murray, yeah. Gary Harris, Will Barton. Yeah. Uh, and, all, and all those guys. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's uh, they're, the, they're the biggest deal. Yeah, and then I mean the Bucks. It's 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 a big deal for them because they're it, it expecting. Is a, it is a big deal because they, to be good. they're expecting to be good, and this is um, this is the start they need. Yeah. All right. The last thing in our NBA starting five or hoop starting five. Yep. Uh, I have four players that I want you to rank uh, based off of who you would rather have on your team right now. So basically, who you think is the best out of these four players? De'Aaron Fox, a healthy Dejounte Murray. Lonzo Ball and Jamal Murray. Yep, this is this is this is a good one. Uh, I'm just gonna Dejounte healthy or not healthy. Um, I'm taking him one number one. It, it doesn't really matter to me, but um, no, no, I don't. I don't got long, I don't got Dejounte number one. I'm taking Dejounte number one healthy. My mine is uh, mine is uh, Lonzo Dejounte Jamal De'Aaron. That's that's my uh, that's my ranking. Okay, so I just flipped Dejounte and Zo. The only reason I'm giving DeJounte the edge is based off of the accolades. You know, uh, for DeJounte, to me, he's a, um, he's the defensive athlete that plays for – he's a system point guard. Um, Lonzo, Lonzo is the best passer um, Agreed. Out, of, out of this team. Um, I think Lonzo is the best rebounder out of this team. Um, I think Jamal Murray – or DeJounte Murray is the, uh, the best defensive player. Jamal Murray is definitely the best shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Darren Fox – now he's he, his thing is athletic. I think he's just hands down the fourth best of this. Uh, yeah, he's, I'm he's not a, big on him. He's an athletic guard, um, a defensive guy. But Dejounte Murray is better at all the things he does well. Agreed. Um, so you know, I got De'Aaron at the back. Jamal just he's a one. He's 
to me, he's a he's a score first uh, point guard, shooting guard. Um, he doesn't have a ton of upside on defense. He's not a great he's not a great passer. He's not a, he's not a good rebounder. Um, Dejounte and Lonzo have complete um, complete games. Yeah, I think Lonzo's more dynamic. Uh, he's a better rebounder and a better passer. Where Dejounte is more um, of a, a glue guy, an mm. athlete, and a defensive player. Okay, all right for sure. All right, well. That about wraps it up for tonight. Yep. Uh, you got a shout-out before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm going to shout-out my Tar Heels, uh, my favorite team in sports, the men's basketball team the University of North Carolina. <laughs> um, they're ranked eighth in the country this year. This is game one tonight. Um, they're playing a Wofford team that they lost to last year in Chapel Hill. It was yep. a huge upset last year. Um, so they're taking care of business, I assume, um, game one. Uh, they're going to be led by a senior Luke May and a freshman Nazir Little. Um, and I'm excited to watch him play. I got my Tar Heel hat on. I got my Ty Lawson jersey on. It, um, it's a Nuggets jersey too. Which yeah, I tried to play. You know, Nuggets are off to a good start. I've been hating. Um, you're so giving I, you're giving them their praise when it's I due. I give them their praise, but secretly it's a it's a Tar Heels guy. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm also going to be shouting out the start of the college basketball season. Uh, like we all know, I'm a big UCLA Bruins fan. Uh, it's tough losing uh, a player like Sharif O'Neal, but hopefully he gets his medical situation figured out. Lost a couple other key players for extended periods of time, but we're still ranked 21st in the nation. Uh, we're playing Idaho, Purdue, Fort Wayne tonight, so hopefully they can get the win. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, there's just a lot of great players uh, in the country this year, and I'm I'm excited to watch this college basketball season and see how it how it all unfolds. Yeah, I've been paying attention to high school basketball a, a lot more the last four or five years. So Definitely it makes college basketball a lot a lot more fun. I think once you get to high school you start to pay attention to like high school basketball. Well, see, I paid more. attention. I was obsessed with high school basketball from like, you know, probably like 13 to 19. Yeah. And then, and then like once I got a little bit like once I was a little bit older than college players, like if once I was like 22, 23, I just couldn't watch it. Yeah. And I wasn't watching it for a long time and now and now I've watched um not watched it quite a bit. All right. Well, with that, that wraps up this week's episode of the TSK show. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK show on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode for you guys. Peace. Later.